Welcome to the Explore the Word podcast. This is Matt Millington joining you, and we will be considering things that God has used in His Word to reveal Himself and teach us things. We know that nothing is on accident, and God uses all things for His glory. Today, we consider earthquakes. Throughout the Bible, we see several occasions of earthquakes, and these earthquakes that we see recorded in Scripture are always associated with God in some manner. These appearances of God cause things like the mountains to tremble, rocks splitting, people trembling in fear, foundations being shaken, and lands rumbling. So throughout scripture, we see that earthquakes are associated with God in different ways. The first thing that we notice is that earthquakes are associated with the fear of God. Exodus 19 verse 18, the Bible says, And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. The Israelites, God's people, had left Egypt clearly led by the hand of God. At this point, they are camped at Mount Sinai where the Lord commands Moses to go. He will be receiving the law, and God himself will descend upon the mountain. God tells Moses to prepare the people to wash and ready themselves. They were not to touch the mountain or they would die. Moses had done his best to prepare the Israelites, but we see in verse 16, the Bible says thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. So not only do we see the quaking of the mountain, but the trembling of the people. And this is the same Hebrew word that is used to describe both actions, to tremble, the trembling of the mountain and the, of the people, the same quaking. This is also seen in Psalm 99, verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord reigneth, let the people tremble, he sitteth between the cherubims, let the earth be moved. So we see earthquakes are associated with the fear of God, and that trembling that's associated between the earth and the fear of the people. But as well, we see that earthquakes are associated with the judgment of God. As so often the Israelites did in, ex in the Exodus with Moses, is they complained. In Numbers, we see the people complaining of the leadership of Moses. Moses calls upon the judgment of God, and he says, If God has truly sent me, the ground will open up, killing you, showing that you have provoked the Lord. And sure enough, in Numbers 16, verse 31, the Bible says, And it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking all these words, that the ground clave asunder that was under them, and the earth opened up her mouth, and swallowed them up, and their houses, and all the men that appertained unto Korah, and unto their gods. So God used the quaking and the moving of the ground to swallow up those who provoked him as judgment. And if you're familiar at all with prophecy and in Revelation, you know this sounds familiar, as this is prophesied in Revelation, where God's judgment, we will see a great earthquake. So not only is it associated with the judgment of God, but thirdly, we see that earthquakes are associated with God's speech. With his speech, the prophet Ezekiel, when being called in Ezekiel 3, when he hears the voice of God as a great rushing, or in the Hebrew meaning also means a great earthquake, is what it sounded like. Psalm 29, which is a psalm of the voice of God, in verse 8, it describes uh, it as the voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness, the Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. 
So when God speaks in Scripture, uh, we see it come in many forms, including a gentle whisper when he speaks to Elijah. But other times, he sounds like thunder, a rushing wind, or as we see in these examples, an earthquake. Earthquakes are associated, fourthly, with the glory of God. In Isaiah 6, verse 3, when we see the seraphims declaring the glory of God, we know they're crying, holy, 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 speaking of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But in verse number 4, after this, we see that the very foundations of the temple are shaken by the glory of God. And we see that the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And this is uh, a representation of the presence of the glory of God. So we see upon the glory of God descending into the, to the temple that the very foundations of it are shaken by the presence of his glory. Haggai 2 verse 7, the Bible says, And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. So once again, we see that the presence of God or the glory of God will shake all nations. So we know that the glory of God is so magnificent, it's beautiful, it's full of splendor. But also in the Hebrew meaning of the word glory, we see that it has the definition of being substantial or weighty or, or heavy. So this is the idea that when the glory of God descends upon frail humanity, upon this earth, it displaces things. And we see the evidence of him being uh, portrayed through the quaking of the earth or the quaking of people. So earthquakes are associated with the glory of God. But we see finally that earthquakes are associated with the gospel of God. With the gospel of God. So the two most important events in history, we know that they are the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in both of these historic events, we see that these two things were accompanied by an earthquake. In Matthew 27 verse 51, it says, And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. So when the king of kings died, we see that the earth shook and the rocks split when he was crucified. But as well, we see that when he rose again on the morning of the third day, the same things happened. Matthew 28, verse 2, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. So just as his glory being more substantial than humanity and earth, we see that the same is true when it comes to our Lord and our two uh, greatest enemies, sin and death. As humans, we have no greater need than for some, something or someone to overcome the curse of sin and death. And we know that God has fulfilled that in the sending of Jesus Christ, his son. So we see that God is greater and he is more substantial to overcome these two problems. God in his glory and power have swallowed the power of sin and death. In verse or in 1 Corinthians 15, we see a great example of this in these verses pictured. In verse number uh, 54, the Bible says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, 
Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see that death is swallowed up by Jesus Christ. So throughout scripture, when we see God in his glory, in his might, his power, his splendor, when he descends upon us, we see that it shook all things. It displaced the frailty of humanity and earth. The people were shook, uh, shaken with uh, fear. The mountains trembled. The temple, uh, the foundations of it were shaking. And death itself was overcome. And we see that represented in the quaking of the earth. Hebrews 12 verse 28 says, Wherefore we, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Listen, today if you are a believer, if you are saved, we serve a God who cannot be shaken or moved. So let us serve God with reverence and fear as we see in Hebrews 12 verse 28. So I hope that as we considered earthquakes that it's given you a greater picture of who God is and what he did when he descended upon this earth because of who he was, of his power and might. And let, us, let that give us uh, the confidence that our God cannot be shaken or moved, but as well encourage us to serve God with fear and with trembling. So that is it. I hope that you continue to explore the word and we will see you next time as we consider things. God bless. Take care.